Here is what I want to say to you. I want to speak visions of peace. I want to tell you about rough places being made plain and valleys and hills being made low. I want to tell you that Jesus is coming and the time of waiting is holy and blessed, that we should eschew commercial, commercial madness and rest in the peacefulness and joy that this season offers. I want to because I believe that these things are true. I believe that this holy waiting, this looking forward, is restorative and lifts our eyes upward toward what matters. This expectation brings us out of the muck of the mundane and transports us into the season of Christmas, where all is made new. I believe this. That is what I want to preach about. But it is different somehow this year. It's been a hard, hard year. It's been a very strange and unsettling year. I know I'm not the only one feeling this. I know that among you there are families that are broken and hurting. I know you have lost people you love deeply. I know you have lost jobs that you enjoy that fed you. I know that the news of the economy isn't good, and I know we are frustrated with the government. And I know that those among us who have not directly experienced these things are weary, weary of watching those we love suffer, weary of being helpless to fix it. And there's nothing at the mall that will soothe this kind of pain. Buying gifts can, match, can mask the hurt for a short while. On a good day, we can laugh over that awful piped-in music. We can ogle the Brookstone catalog. We can be momentarily comforted by another Starbucks holiday concoction and the brightness of children in Santa's lap. But when we are honest... As wonderful as it feels to forget that hurt, it is only a short-term buzz. And I'm not sure there's an Advent cure for that feeling either. I want to preach those other Advent things because I want to feel good. And I want you to feel good with me. But just like the momentary high from buying a really good gift... A 10-minute sermon about why this time of year should be peaceful and restful is a band-aid on a bullet hole. I want the promises of Advent to be real and purposeful, not just pretty and pretend. I do not want Advent to be something to which we give lip service, or even worse, something we ignore altogether for its total lack of grounding in the reality of our earthly pilgrimage. So, I've just spent half my time up here telling you what I am not going to say. What is there to say about Advent in light of all that? Here it is. Advent is ridiculous. We spend four weeks inside the safety of our church talking about peace and love and hope 
when the world outside our doors and inside our heads is just swirling out of control. At best, I think it means we have a quiet escape from that insanity, just a few moments of respite before we head back into the onslaught of family pressures and painful reminders of awful toy commercials and holiday tacky sweaters. And to think we can escape that is kind of ridiculous. But more often than quiet escape, I'm afraid we are sticking our collective heads in the sand as we say these things. As if, if we just say that this is a peaceful season often enough, then it really will be the case. That war and economy and brokenness and madness all around us won't affect us. Because we are in the Advent bubble. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous because we say to ourselves that God is coming and now everything will be different. Everything will be changed. As if on the 25th, the world really will be a different place. And we know that isn't really true. Come December 26th, there will still be war and cancer and homelessness and joblessness and hatred and ugly. John the Baptizer, that hairy, bug-eating weirdo, he isn't giving us Advent platitudes. He's saying the opposite. He's quoting Isaiah and saying, look around. He's shouting like a madman. Things are bad. It is a wilderness out there. It's crooked and unpredictable. But things are changing. And this change will be very, very big. That doesn't mean instant gratification. John gives us no specific dates. John gives us no specific results. John just tells us that something is afoot. So ridiculous Advent may provide us yet another paradox. While it is about hope and peace, it is also very much about changing the way things are. And change is scary. What if this year, instead of trying to force peacefulness and unsupported hope onto our overburdened shoulders, we think of Advent as a time of great honesty with ourselves and of great tenderness and of great patience. What if instead of feeling isolated and alone in our grief, while we see everyone else around us enjoying their eggnog and their silver bells, we take this time to tend our wounds, to say yes in any way we possibly can to the things that really do bring us comfort. Advent is not a season for platitudes and Hallmark card sentimentality. Advent that way is insulting and demoralizing and isolating. Advent that way denies that we are breakable and broken. 
Advent is a time to take our brokenness and our pain and our discomfort and even our anger and offer it up saying, O come, O come, Emmanuel, to get down on our knees and ask for a straight path, a level plane, or maybe just some honey to go with our locusts. Advent, I think, is ridiculous because God is ridiculous. My online dictionary tells me that ridiculous means completely unreasonable and not at all sensible or acceptable. That just about sums it up. This is the completely unreasonable God who decided to bring a Messiah into the world as a homeless infant. And furthermore, this is the not at all sensible God who brought that infant into the world through an unwed teenager. And then this God acted in a totally unacceptable fashion by announcing this Messiah's coming with a crazy person eating bugs coming out of the woods. And this is the completely ridiculous God, completely ridiculous, who did it all, every bit of it, out of a mad, passionate love for the world God made and wanted to be so much closer to it, to touch and feel and breathe this that we experience every day. It is absurd. It is the irrationality of a perfect God. So here is what I want to tell you, friends especially those of you struggling with Advent for any reason. Be gentle. Be kind. Be comforted. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep going. That is your Advent discipline this year, assigned to you by a God who will walk with you, step by ridiculous step.